Need more true crime in your life? An Audible membership can solve that. Audible is the ultimate destination for thrilling audio entertainment. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog. Don't miss The Serial Killer's Apprentice by Katherine Ramsland and Tracy Allman. It follows the true story of how Houston's deadliest murder turned a kid into a killer in training. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500. That's audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500 to try Audible free for 30 days. Audible.com slash 48 hours. June's Journey is a fascinating hidden object mystery gaming app where you'll play as June Parker, tasked with a daunting obligation, solve your sister's murder. Set in the 1920s, the era of glitz and glam, this family mystery is one for the ages. Everyone's a suspect until your investigation determines otherwise. The clues are all around you, hidden within tricky twists and turns. You'll collect detailed information about each character in your photo album where you'll comb over every detail. You can even join a detective's club to chat and play with others or against them in the detective's league. With hundreds of puzzles to solve, you should probably get started today. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You ripped my heart out and you ripped out everyone in the family's heart out. Welcome to another special episode of 48 Hours. I'm Jonathan Vigliotti. You just heard the voice of Kobe Ryan, Lori Vallodaybell's only living child and brother to JJ and Tylee. Lori's trial for the murders of her two youngest children, Joshua JJ Vallow and Tylee Ryan, is currently in its third week. She's accused, along with her husband, Chad Daybell, of JJ and Tylee's murders, as well as Chad's late wife, Tammy Daybell. They've both pleaded not guilty. Chad Daybell's trial will be happening at a later date. For two weeks, we've covered opening statements and the prosecution's first set of witnesses. Again, our team is reviewing the audio from the proceedings and sharing highlights of the prosecution's witnesses in this third special episode. Today, producer Richie Fetzer is back. He's been working with 48 Hours for almost a decade and has been covering this case from the start. A lot happened last week. Despite there being no court Monday or Friday, 17 witnesses took the stand. So yes, there were 17 witnesses. By far the most heart-wrenching testimony this past week came from 27-year-old Colby Ryan. He's Lori's only living child and the brother of JJ and Tylee. And it was reported that Colby avoided looking at his mother, Lori, while he was in the courtroom. And it was also reported that when he first walked in, Lori mouthed the words, oh, my baby. Mm. And Colby's testimony was emotional, especially when he was asked to identify the photo of his sister 
he, he was also asked to identify JJ. Let's listen to a clip. Do you recognize that person? Yes. Who is that? Um, that's my sister, Tylee. Brian. Okay. What was your specific relation with Tylee Ryan? She was my half-sister. Okay. Mr. Ryan, I'm going to show you what's been marked previously and admitted as States Exhibit 4. Do you know that person? Yes. Who was that? My little brother, JJ Fallow. And prosecutors presented what we've never heard before, a phone call between Kobe and his mother after the remains of J.J. and Tylee were found on her husband Chad Daybell's property. Lori had already been arrested on child abandonment charges and was in jail. This is the first time this call has been played, and we will say this audio, it's a little bit hard to hear. A reminder, this is a jail cell recording being played back in the courtroom. You think you can hide from me? Because you murdered my siblings. Colby says, quote, you murdered my siblings. Those are strong accusations. He goes on to say, I thought I could trust you. I thought that you were a completely different person. I don't know. I don't know a murderous mother. You can make judgments when you weren't there and you don't know what happened. And Colby does not seem to be holding back. I trusted you. I gave you every chance I could past my own limitations as a human being. I pushed past all of everything to try to get to you to help my own mother. You lied to me, specifically to me, more times than I can count about this. To know that they're gone and you knew and my phone's being texted by my little sister who's not even alive, my little brother who's the sweetest little kid ever. Mm. Colby then asks Lori if Jesus Christ is on her side. After everything that you tried to tell me, you can tell me right now that Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, is on your side. You tell me that with all the conviction in your heart that Jesus Christ is on your side right now. Please. I can't tell you that. Lori replies after a little pause, I can tell you that. You might also have heard some sniffling in this recording, and that's actually Kobe crying on the stand while listening to this audio played back in the courtroom. Yeah, that's right. Something that really stands out to me in this audio is how Lori responds to Colby during this conversation. And at one point, it even sounds like she's laughing. I was kept that's right. And one day, you will know. Murder. One day. Murder. You will know what actually happened. You're right, because you know what, Matt? And we all will stand there with everything into the light. You're absolutely right. 
he will convict the people who act in his name with pure blasphemy. This is funny. This is funny. This is funny. You're laughing. Like, this is funny. Wow. That's just incredible Mm. to hear. After this, Lori tells Colby, no one knows what happens except her, JJ, and Tylee. The police weren't there. The FBI weren't there. You're right. Nobody was there. Tylee and JJ, mom. Yeah, and guess what? They know. They They know exactly what happened. And they love me. And we are sealed together forever. They love me, and they are fine, and they do know the truth, and I know the truth. And we're the only people that do. So you can judge me, Colby, all day long. Go ahead and judge me. The whole world has. The whole world has judged me. Listen to me. After this, Lori goes on to tell Colby how she's always been there for her children. I'm the one that was there doing everything with JJ every day. I was the one who did it all these years. You did it all to throw it in the garbage. They're not. You don't know what happened. You don't know what happened. Freaking matter what happened if they're buried in your new husband's backyard. Tell me that matters what happened. You tell me that you did this in Jesus' name, Mom. Mm. Uh, What's clear from this jail cell recording, Colby is not only angry. In his mind, it seems, he knows what happened, accusing his mother of murder. Yeah, I don't think there's a question after hearing this. And even through his anger, Colby goes on to say he's praying for his mother. And I pray that you see him and fall into his grace. I pray every day. I pray, no matter how mad I am at you, no matter how bad I want to hit your husband in the face with a shovel. I pray for you. I pray for him. You ripped my heart out and you ripped out everyone in this family's heart out. When I listen to those recordings from that jail cell, I mean, it's what, what sticks with me is that anger. Yeah, it's anger. And you also just hear, you're hearing from somebody that feels like they've been deceived by their own mother. Mm. That's That's something that's hard to listen to. And listening to Colby talk to her, I don't think there's any question, in his mind at least, that she's responsible for what happened to JJ and Tylee. During cross-examination, Lori's attorney asked Colby if he ever heard Lori talk about the alleged extreme religious beliefs raised by prosecution witnesses the previous week. Remember in our last podcast, we heard from a couple witnesses about how they say Lori talked about how evil spirits could inhabit people's bodies, making them zombies, and how she and Chad had this ability to rate people as light and dark. Did she teach you about zombies? No. Did she teach you about casting out evil spirits? No. Did she teach you about light and dark scales? No. So Kobe is saying he wasn't taught any of this, but he has gone on the record saying that he did notice a shift in his mother's behavior around the time that she met Chad Daybell. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, more testimony from the Lori Vallow Daybell trial. Fans of the 48 Hours podcast know that life can be unpredictable, and the last thing you want is uncertainty on your own doorstep. Simply Safe provides 24 7 monitoring and live guard protection 
prioritizing your safety around the clock. With affordable plans starting at less than a dollar a day, it's the best choice for protecting what matters most. With Simply Safe, there are no long term contracts, and installation is simple, whether you do it yourself or opt for professional installation. And you can rest easy knowing Simply Safe offers a 60 day satisfaction guarantee. Take control of your security today. Get an exclusive 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com slash 48 hours. Don't wait until it's too late. Protect what matters most with Simply Safe. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Let's talk about my mochi ice cream. Why? Because friends do not let friends miss out on something this good. My Mochi is premium ice cream wrapped in sweet soft dough, and the flavors are amazing. Like My Mochi double chocolate with rich chocolatey bits, it's a chocolate lover's dream. Or don't get me started on My Mochi strawberry ice cream. It's cool, creamy, and bursting with natural berry flavor. And the sweet, luscious flavor of My Mochi mango will send your taste buds straight to the tropics. My Mochi is gluten-free, perfectly portioned, and only around 90 calories per piece. Taste the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream today. Find My Mochi at Walmart or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you. We're back. There was a lot of talk about finances, bank accounts, social security payments, and that $1 million life insurance policy for her previous husband, Charles Vallow. Yes. So that was a big part of this past week's testimony. The prosecution seemed to really be highlighting the money part of the money, power, and sex line that they said in their opening statements. Prosecutors seemed to be suggesting that she had her brother, Alex Cox, kill her then-husband, Charles Vallow, to collect that life insurance policy. One detective who testified said that money is often a motive in homicides, This detective also looked into that $1 million life insurance policy that belonged to Charles Vallow. We heard about that policy last week. Did someone attempt to make a claim? Yeah, when I contacted the insurance company on July... I'll object, John, or hearsay. Overruled. You can continue to answer. Thank you, sir. On July 17th, I believe it was on or around July 17th, um, I contacted the insurance company and and Lori had tried to file a claim on that $1 million policy. Now, Richie, dozens of documents were entered into evidence last week. What else did prosecutors point to? So while Tylee and JJ were missing, prosecutors say Lori's new husband, Chad Daybell, sent an email to a realtor in Hawaii. This was just days after he and Lori were married on that same island. And Rexburg police detective Chuck Concitis read that email in court. Mr. Daybell writes, we're interested in seeing this property would the others be interested in? Would the owners be interested in leasing this property to a clean couple with no pets or children? Please let us know. Thank you. What is the date on that document? On that email? It's November eighth of twenty nineteen. Three days after they were married. Okay. Um, what was the significance of that to you in your investigation? Well, they're looking for a residence in telling them that they don't have any children. No children, and obviously now what we know, uh, makes that all the more chilling. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the children hadn't been seen 
for two months now. And Chad saying that is just really incredible to hear. Yeah. In November, before the police conducted the welfare check on JJ and before the children had been reporting missing by anyone, quote unquote, no children. Prosecutors, they say Chad wrote something else that to prosecutors seems to have major implications. And I remember learning about this as we covered this for the first episode that we did uh, almost three years ago. It's a text that he sent to his then wife, Tammy. It was sent just one day after Tylee Ryan was last seen alive at Yellowstone National Park. Here's an FBI analyst reading it from the stand. Well, I've had an interesting morning. I felt I should burn all the limb debris by the fire pit before it got too soaked by the coming storms. While I did so, I spotted a big raccoon along the fence. I hurried and got my gun, and he was still walking along. I got close enough that one shot did the trick. He is now in our pet cemetery. Fun times. One shot did the trick. Fun times. Uh, Those words are seared in my brain from that first episode we did. To prosecutors, this seems pretty damning, doesn't it? I mean, he's giving an explanation to his wife for a fire, as well as a new grave in their pet cemetery. And then we just learned this past Monday that prosecutors introduced evidence about Chad Daybell's search history, which featured a search for what direction the wind would be blowing in that same Mm. day. And it's important to remember how badly Tylee's remains were burned, as well as the fact that she was found months later in what prosecutors call the Daybell's backyard pet cemetery. And prosecutors also spent a lot of time pointing out lies they allege Lori's told about J.J. and Tylee's whereabouts. Prosecutors bring in witnesses, a babysitter and school administrators. What's the prosecution doing by bringing in these witnesses? So it seems that the prosecution is trying to pinpoint stories that Lori was telling people. And investigators believe that Lori told blatant lies about where J.J. and Tylee were, because at this time, the detectives believed that J.J. and Tylee had already been murdered and were buried in Lori's new husband, Chad Daybell's backyard. What did she say? So according to prosecution witnesses, Lori told many people that Tylee was attending Brigham Young University in Idaho, Mm. which is in Rexburg. Prosecutors called the school's dean of students to testify. He says that Tylee never applied to BYU-Idaho and had never been a student there. And then as for JJ, Lori enrolled JJ in school, but removed him about three weeks later And she told school administrators that J.J. would be homeschooled with his grandparents in Louisiana, that he'd be staying with them. And we know that that probably wasn't true because you'll remember that Kay Woodcock, J.J.'s grandmother, is the one who initiated the investigation into the children's whereabouts when she asked for a welfare check for J.J. And investigators say Lori didn't just lie to school administrators. She lied to them. Yes, so that's true. The prosecution played a five-minute police body camera video from that welfare check for JJ, where Lori responds to Rexburg police detectives. The officer remarks that Lori described her husband, Chad Daybell, who she'd recently married, as her brother's friend. When we addressed um, Chad Daybell, she referred to Chad as her brother's friend. However, at this time, number one, I had seen the two of them affectionate together in the parking lot of Hobby Lobby. Number two, at this time, we also knew that 
they had previously been married. Also, in this body cam footage, Lori tells officers that her friend Melanie Gibb had JJ in Arizona and took them to see the movie Frozen. Now, remember, Melanie would later tell police that wasn't true. And Melanie actually secretly recorded a phone call with Chad and Lori where she confronts them about JJ's whereabouts. She later handed that recording over to police. Detective Stubbs, the police officer wearing the body cam footage, he sums up all of these alleged lies pretty clearly here. Did you find any of those statements, um, did, were they by and large accurate or were they by and large inaccurate? By and large inaccurate. So you've got police officers, friends, school administrators, the list of people Lori's accused of lying to is very long. I, I know we heard from one more person she allegedly lied to, and that's April Raymond. Who is April Raymond? So April Raymond is Lori's friend from Hawaii. She attended church with Lori and their children would socialize with each other. April testified to a visit that Lori made to April in Hawaii in early 2019, where Lori says to April that her husband Charles was having an affair and that she needed a place to stay. Now, who was visiting with Lori Vallow when she was at your home at this time? Tylee was with her. Where was JJ? JJ was with Charles, was my understanding. Okay. And um, did the defendant say why she didn't bring JJ? Uh, She said that she was done with JJ and that Charles and his sister Kay would need to figure it out. Richie, what does she mean by done with JJ? So April testified that the context of that was that Lori and Charles were about to get a divorce and that she'd be no longer responsible for JJ. But it definitely sounds very ominous considering that... J.J. was murdered. And that wasn't the only moment April Raymond said she found strange. How about when she brought up Ned, that demon Lori claimed was inhabiting Charles' body, who we heard about last week? Let's listen to this clip. Um, so she had said that Charles was already dead and that there was a demon living inside him and kind of using his body as a host um, and that the demon's name was Ned Snyder. Did you follow up on that? Um, Did she give you any sort of evidence of this? Um, When I asked, how do you know that it's not Charles? She said, because he's shorter. A demon named Ned who is physically shorter. Richie, help me make sense of this. So, I mean, the name Ned Snyder always gets me. It it sounds like an accountant more than it sounds like a demon. Mm. Um, But it seems to be, at least from April's testimony, that Lori's saying that Charles was physically shorter, which is hard to understand. It's important to remember that this conversation April's testifying to is just five months before Lori's brother, Alex Cox, shoots and kills Charles Vallow. And then two months before Chad Daybell's wife, Tammy Daybell, dies, there's records that were collected by police that indicate an email address associated with Lori was used to look up and even purchase wedding rings. And then on the day of Tammy's funeral, that same account was used to search for a wedding dress in Kauai. This was all revealed this past Monday as a part of exhibits that were introduced by the prosecution. And then later on Monday, prosecutors also brought FBI Special Agent Nick Balance to the witness stand. Balance works with the Bureau's Cellular Analysis Survey team, which maps out cell phone usage from cell tower records, Google location tracking data, and more. 
We can expect him to continue to testify into Tuesday. What else, Richie, can we expect in this next week of trial? So that's going to be the big question. It, the witness list, obviously, as I've mentioned previously, has been sealed. The The thing that I wonder is when and if and how the prosecution can lay the foundation of what mm. actually happened to JJ and Tylee. We've heard about how they were found, but I wonder if we're going to hear about how they believe they might have been killed and the circumstances around it. All right, we'll leave it there for now. Our team at 48 Hours will be reporting on the Lori Vallow Daybell trial. We plan to bring you the latest coverage and analysis throughout the trial exclusively on the 48 Hours podcast. In the meantime, be sure to follow and listen to 48 Hours wherever you get your podcasts. You can also listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app. Richie, thank you so much for debriefing us again. We'll check back with you soon. Great. Thank you again for having me, Jonathan. I'm looking forward to the next update on this trial. I was startled, awake. I started screaming. A 55-hour reign of terror. I did tire up. And he was hurting, Mom. I said, please, I'll do anything. Please don't kill me. Follow and listen to the 48 Hours Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Allow your imagination to be piqued by stories that are brought to life through captivating sound design, eerie soundscapes, and dynamic performances. As an Audible member, you'll be able to keep your heart rate up month after month because you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. If you're in the mood for a shocking psychological thriller, check out None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. Embrace brand new exclusive thrillers from bestselling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. That's audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. It was the biggest scandal in pop music. The stars of Milli Vanilli, the Grammy-winning multi-platinum R&B phenomenon, were exposed as frauds. But none of this was their idea. So whose idea was it? Enter German music producer Frank Varian. He saw the success of acts like Michael Jackson and Prince, and he wanted in, no matter the cost. So he devised the perfect pop heist. Two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? They couldn't sing. But Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's greatest controversies and takes a never-before-heard look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when the truth came out, Rob and Fab were the only ones who got burned. Looking back now, it's hard not to wonder, why did everyone blame them and not the man pulling the strings? Follow Blame It on the Fame, Millie Vanilli, on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Take true crime with you on your shirt, mug, or hat with official 48 Hours merchandise at ParamountShop.com. You can take 20% off with code HOURS20. That's 20% off at checkout on all 48 Hours products with code HOURS20 at ParamountShop.com.